Let's go over and say hello to my guest, Dr. Christine Northrup. She is a board-certified OBGYN physician and is regarded by many doctors and alternative physicians and women as a leading pioneer and visionary in women's health and the biology and lifestyle associated with menopause. She graduate, graduated from Darth Smith's Medical School and undertook a residency at Tufts, and she's the author of Wisdom of Menopause. Nice to have you with us today. Great to be here. Now, um, I, I want you to have as much time as you need. I'm going to open the form for you and let you run with it. Okay. It's very common for women to fret once the physical symptoms of premenopause begin appearing, and it's not unusual for women to begin believing that menopause is a disorder or a disease or even as something worse, an illness. So please begin with putting this natural biomolecular process into the context of normality to debunk this belief that menopause is a disease. And for men who are listening now, what would you want them to know regarding a spouse or partner who is undergoing menopausal stages? And then segue from there into let's talk about the biochemistry of menopause and what we can do to prevent women, and I want to proactively prevent women from taking synthetic hormone replacement therapy, which I'm adamantly opposed to, and getting them to be aware of bioidentical hormones and natural uh, lifestyle processes that can rebalance the hormones naturally. Beautiful. Okay, here we go. Menopause refers to the final menstrual period. That's all it means. Perimenopause is a 6 to 13 year process that can begin anywhere from 40 to 50. The average age of the final menstrual period in this country is age 52. You tend to go through menopause about the same age as your mother, but not always. One in three women will have a hysterectomy in this country by the age of 60, so many women reach, menstrual peri- reach menopause through surgery or chemotherapy. Uh, this is a normal life stage. If you think about it, a woman's reproductive years, when she can have a baby, are pretty short. Menopause is adolescence in reverse, and the same biologic process of changing hormone levels that you went through at age 12, 13, 14 at menarche is actually going, you're going through the same thing but in reverse. And therefore, the same stormy emotions that accompanied adolescence will often accompany perimenopause, the years leading up to the final menstrual period, because what you're, what's really going on is that everything that is not working in your life will hit you between the eyes. And I call this, it's like PMS on steroids. You you get some wake-up calls along the way in your 30s. We call it PMS. PMS is just premenstrual reality check. Uh, It's made worse in the fall of the year in the northern hemisphere. Seasonal affective disorder is actually the PMS of the annual calendar. What's really happening is that a woman is individuating from being uh, a martyr, a slave to the needs of the family, and she's waking up to her own needs. And if a man understands this, then he can support her in perhaps starting a business, writing a book, going back to school, because that's what's really happening. Her soul is waking up. There is absolutely no need to deteriorate after your final menstrual period. We actually have a belief in this country that 
after menopause, you're more apt to get breast cancer, heart disease, high blood pressure, arthritis, diabetes, all of the chronic degenerative diseases that are so common in our culture. Those things are all choices. These are not related to menopause. It's just that after menopause, those things tend to increase in incidence, but it is not about menopause per se. It is about the fact that your body will no longer get away with, let you get away with the adverse lifestyle choices you've been making up till that point. I, I think about it this way. When you're in your teens, you think you're immortal and you can uh, drink too much and eat too much and the body keeps on keeping on. By the age of about 45 or 50, it says to you, hey, keep it up and, <laughs> and I'm going to give you some symptoms. So it really is wisdom. It's the wisdom of midlife where you can finally live a life that's balanced with the needs of your soul. Okay, could you segue? Thank you. I appreciate that insight. Would you please segue into explaining how a woman can rebalance those hormones? You bet. All right? Yeah. yeah. And by the way, for we're in about four minutes, we'll be coming up to the end of our terrestrial or land-based stations, but we'll be continuing for additional six minutes with Dr. Northrup on our Internet uh, feed. So please continue. All right. What happens, the first thing that happens biochemistry-wise chemistry is you start skipping ovulations and you don't have enough progesterone. So in your 40s, when you might be getting premenstrual migraines, heavy periods, anxiety, uh, insomnia, uh, probably the best treatment then is a 2% progesterone cream, which is available over the counter. Amrita is one good brand, and that's all a woman tends to need during that stage of things. Sugar, excess sugar in the diet will cause increased insulin, increased cortisol, and that raises havoc with your own hormones. You actually, in the face of too much sugar in the diet, glycemic stress as it were, what happens is you will actually take excess estrogen and metabolize it down a pathway where it becomes catechol estrogens so that the estrogen itself becomes an additional stress hormone. And that is why just decreasing sugar in the diet or eliminating refined sugar altogether, and that includes white bread and mashed potatoes and so on, that will actually balance hormones in many women. That's all that's needed. Now, if you've had your ovaries removed or if your ovaries and adrenals are not functioning properly and your body is unable to make the conversions that create enough estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone, because it's not just estrogen, then you may need some hormonal support exogenously from outside your body. And in that case, you want hormones that exactly match what your ovaries would normally produce. And that is not Premarin, which is horse urine, and it's definitely not Provera, medroxyprogesterone acetate. That's what was used in the Women's Health Initiative, and it is why women got an increase in heart disease and breast cancer with those hormones that are not natural to the female body. So you need what are called bioidentical hormones, and those are available Yes, in formulary pharmacies, but you can also get combinations in any regular pharmacy. For instance, the Vivel Dot is 17-beta estradiol, 
uh, estroderm is 17-beta estradiol. Estrace is as well. Um, drug companies can not patent a naturally occurring hormone, which is why they're not so available. But they can patent the delivery system, and that is why the patches are bioidentical hormones. There are some oral forms of natural progesterone. Prometrium is the most common. In general, it's better to have your hormones delivered transdermally across your skin. It's like having a little ovary on your arm or your hand. Uh, but in some women, the oral route is preferable. And so that's how you balance your hormones. It begins with lifestyle and diet. That's the biggest balancer of hormones that there is. Uh, decreasing stress hormones, you need adequate sleep. Anytime that you are losing sleep, you have cortisol levels that are too high. That contributes to osteoporosis and heart disease and also depression. Depression is an independent risk factor for both heart disease and osteoporosis, and it all is related to excess levels of the stress hormone cortisol. Good. Now let's take a look at the worst foods a person or beverages could consume. Maybe you might have a dirty dozen. So at least we know specifically what a woman should not include in her diet. And then give us the top 10 or 12 foods or juices that a person should have. All right. Um, let's go with the top 10 things that I would simply eliminate. Diet Coke is a big one. Uh, Diet Coke, many women are addicted to this. It contains aspartame and caffeine. Those two things together create uh, excitotoxins that kill brain cells, and there's all kinds of neurologic symptoms associated with this. So to get off it, you need to drink plenty of water. Uh, any sugary soda pop needs to go away. These shouldn't be anywhere near you. Um, and in general, processed foods, potato chips, um, Cinnabons, all of the processed white foods that you see, tater tots, another good example, um, things that are in the center aisles of the grocery store, things that have a life expectancy that's greater than yours, uh, Big Macs, um, white bread, especially like Wonder Bread, Anything of that nature needs to go away. And you need to begin to explore then the foods that are good for you and also those that taste incredible. Quinoa, kale, turnips, beets, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, um, maybe not so much on the brown rice. What many women find by the age of about 50 is that grains, even the good whole grains, tend to put on weight, and that even includes the whole grain breads. And so you're better off with a wide variety of fruits and vegetables and lean protein. Organic eggs are fine. Organic chicken, organic meats are all fine. Fat is not the enemy that we have been told it is, but you want it to be healthy fats. Fish oil, wild Alaskan salmon, um, anything that's rich in vitamin D, sardines are excellent. Flaxseed, ground up flaxseed, wonderful. Make crackers out of flaxseed. That's a good substitute for the things you normally use to put hummus on. Hummus is another great food anything of that nature. Um, I would avoid 
most juices because a juice is a way to, if you make it like an American, it generally has a lot of sugar in it. And that's even the healthy juices. So I would, uh, if you're going to do juices, very, very little in the way of fruit in your juices it should be made with uh, uh, lettuce, celery, this sort of thing. A green juice, but with very, very little sugar. Okay, finally, uh, you and I share a little difference of opinion on uh, meat, but we'll keep that separate. Uh, we're focusing on the issue. Now, finally, explain what are the biggest risks for women taking, and there are 10 million American women taking synthetic hormone replacement therapy today, and that, that will help us better understand why we have an increased risk of stroke, heart attack, breast cancer, ovarian cancer, colorectal cancer now, and dementia. Um, I think that the biggest culprit here is the synthetic progestin. And I, for the life of me, cannot understand why the medical profession still does not understand the difference between the progesterone that your body produces and progestin, which is a completely artificial hormone that your body has never seen before. Dr. Kent Hermsmeyer at the Oregon Primate Center has shown that in uh, monkeys that are deprived of estrogen, so they're uh, perimenopausal monkeys, when you uh, actually give them Provera, it will cause reactivity in the coronary arteries leading to heart attack. A synthetic progestin will actually cause the coronary arteries in a woman to become hyperreactive, and many, many women, when they go through perimenopause, have chest pain. They actually have angina because their coronary arteries are not getting the blood flow they need. When you add Provera to that, you're making it much, much, much worse. So, uh, so anyone who is listening, who is taking Prempro, uh, even birth control pills, are all synthetic uh, progestin. This stuff is just terrible for the body. Uh, and so I think that is the major issue. Premarin, pregnant mare's urine, is metabolized in such a way that the daughter compounds are biologically stronger than the mother compound. And uh, so for that reason, it's a stronger and stronger estrogen. It's a, it's a real problem. I really appreciate all the good work you've done. You've helped an awful lot of women uh, who were suffering, who today are not. And education is the best way we can prevent this, uh, these types of excessive symptoms and get our body back into alliance. Thank you very much, Christina Northrup. I appreciate being on. Thank you very much. Her website is drnorthrup.com. Her book is The Wisdom of Menopause, New and Revised. 